I've started recording now. Hello, everyone. The podcast is starting now. We're not doing the normal shit, so this is it. This is the beginning you get. No Walter's intro, no... Ah, blah, blah. It's Pod 98. Uh, it's May 28th, 2022. Intro. Done. Nailed it. All right, Josh. It's uh, We want to talk about some Dynasty stuff, but you specifically said you still wanted to do a little chit-chat segment, uh, so I don't want to rob you of that. You said you had something planned. We now have Walter's in here. Eric's is joining us as well. Lovely Saturday morning. Surprise pod. We have some more listeners uh, than normal, but Josh, how are you doing? Do your chit-chat, pal. Well, I mean, I just figured that we should kind of keep the consistency with that chit-chat piece, because it's kind of the fan favorite, I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, sure. But uh, no, things are good. Um, as you can tell, I have allergies. It happens when the pollen gets really high. Asher's been sick. I'm I'm on the DIR, which is the dad injured reserve. Um, You're so stupid. You got a, I got a little bit of a sore hammy um, going out there. And you know, I mean, it's <laughs> early summer, first summer as a dad. So I had to go out there and train, had my ankle weights on, walking the path of the lawnmower. And uh, felt a little, felt a little tight. So I'm day to day on the mowing business, and uh, my greedy ass was trying to get some grilling expertise in. So I brought the clickers out, and so every couple steps I'd click, click. Well, the resistance on the left one was a little bit too tight, so I'm on a, I might be on a two barbecue uh, rest period here. A two barbecue rest period. Okay. Uh, and how's dadding for you? It's uh, it's been about a month since we last chatted. Any any fun or interesting developments in your life or in dadding in the last month specifically? Obviously, you're talking about getting ready for mowing and grilling and stuff. Now that there's not a bunch of snow on the ground, but anything else? Uh, I mean, yesterday I got to witness uh, Asher um, crap his pants, drip down his leg onto the um, kind of the base of his jumper. And then watch him tap dance in it, which was kind of cool. Not. Not a fan, huh? Yeah, well, he's on meds that gives him diarrhea. <laughs> oh, no. What's what's the meds for? Double ear infection. <laughs> oh, no. How's that? <sighs> Babies are just walking germ machines, aren't they? Yeah, that's his third one, too. So, what's, What are you doing to your baby, Josh? I mean, he has to go outside and build a shelter to sleep every night, so maybe he's getting germs out there. <laughs> Are you going to go for the Dwight Schrute hand desanitizing stations all over your house just to make sure he's rolling around and getting enough germs to build his immune system? Well, yeah. All right. That was the chit-chat. Eric's is here. I've already told him this this before we started recording. Walters, you're going to abuse it, so I'm going to be very selective when I do this. But we're being a little more loosey-goosey today. We're going to be talking about Dynasty stuff. Walters, every single opinion you've ever had is inferior. But if at some point you really want to you know, jump in on something we're talking about, you're welcome to raise your hand, and I may call on you if I'm feeling nice. But again, don't abuse it, or we'll abuse you. He literally um, walked in with his hand raised. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed that. I, I mean, he didn't walk in with his hand raised, but he raised it right away. But I think that was more of a troll than anything else. Ooh, also, I don't want to wait any longer. Josh, you, we don't have to do the snack bit, but I do have an Arnie Palmer because it's never too early for some deliciousness. So, um, Thank you, Brian, for sponsoring that, even though we're not doing that segment today. All right, Josh. We're talking about Dynasty. Sleeper re- released their ADP this week. And also, I said we wanted to do one pod a month um, until we start a regular schedule again in August. And May is almost fucking over. So it seemed like a good week to squeeze one in. It's been about a month since the NFL draft. And we don't have to talk too much about it. Everyone knows. Like, we're not going to go back and cover the draft at this point. Everyone knows what happened. But um, we, we've done all of our... Because you're not in any other Dynasty leagues that I don't know about, right? So we've both done all three of our Dynasty rookie drafts right now, correct? That is correct. 
All right, and so we just wanted to talk about that, talk about experiences a little bit. First, we had the hood draft, then we had the BSB draft, and then finally we had the deflate these balls draft. So we'll kind of go in that order. But just kind of generally, Josh, um, now that all the drafts are over, you can maybe, you know, I know you don't want to sell your secret sauce because you're going to have many more rookie drafts to do, but there's no chance that he remembers anything you say here between now and next spring. So kind of going into the drafts generally before we talk about any specific picks, what were your strategies? Do you feel like you were able to successfully implement any strategies you had whether it was trading or just sitting on players reaching or finding value whatever generally do you feel like you had a couple of good drafts based on what you were kind of hoping on doing um i liked my uh you know despite the penalty that i incurred during the uh <laughs> deflated balls one um, yeah. i actually liked that draft um and so i'm not too upset about it i i don't mind ken walker him and in a non PPR league, who cares about you know receptions? Sure. Um, so it's it's not that I like that one. And then um, overall, yeah, I felt like it was fine. I had a grabbed a second running back, kind of a reach there, but whatever. Um, in in Damian Pierce, I grabbed him at the eleventh pick. Um, but yeah, overall, it was. Eh, I had you know a number one overall pick in the team that I adopted. Um, the number two pick in the BSP or in the deflated balls league. Um, and then I had the three in the that hidden Oaks one. Um, so I got Brees, Ken, and then I, I don't remember who I took. Um, I think I took Ken Walker in two leagues. So, yep. um, but yeah, so that is, um, I mean, I didn't really, this is kind of a weird one. I mean, it was deep in wide receivers. So I felt happy with some of the wide receivers I got in the third and fourth round. Um, and so that's why I felt comfortable reaching for some of the running backs early on. Um, but yeah, how did you feel your draft went? Uh, I think they went generally okay. Uh, so obviously in the Hidden Oaks League, I was tanking, intentionally tanking. Um, and so I had accumulated, I had pick one, pick five, pick six, pick 10, pick 11, and pick 16. And then I traded away all my picks after that. Um, and then in the other two leagues, I was doing literally the polar opposite. And I had traded away all my picks in the BSB league. And I had traded away all my picks in the Deflate These Balls league. So very comparing, you know, very, um, what am I saying? Not comparing and contrasting, but very contrasting experiences. Um, and so, yeah, we'll see in the end how they how how they turn out for me. Um, who knows? It's uh, it's way too early to tell. But um, I like to think all the trades I made in the other leagues, I got a decent value, um, especially for some of my later picks. Like when I, a lot of people seem to question. I guess what it, we didn't talk about this trade specifically. I think I gave away my whatever it was my second round pick which had been like 18 or 20 or something and then my third round pick which would have been the equivalent 30 and then my fifth round pick i gave those three picks away in this class for van jefferson and everyone seemed to be confused about that i guess did you have a strong opinion either way because I, I thought i was getting decent value putting you know picks that would have been garbage players that probably wouldn't have made my team into one player that i'll roster unless he gets injured Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I guess I didn't have any strong opinions on it. I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay in your, your direction. I, I don't mind Van Jefferson. I mean, they're not going to get Odell back. And if they do, it'll be later in the season. Um, they have Allen Robinson, but, uh, from what my understanding is, is, um, Van is more of a speedster. Um, so, um, I don't know that team likes to throw the ball and he, he showed some promise last year. Like he said, it's a crapshoot later on. Um, and so you, you did it for which 
picks, like 30 and Yeah, it would have been. I mean, it would have been. Uh, I can look at the exact picks here. Hold on. Sorry. Oh, no, don't worry. It's not that big of a deal. Because, um, yeah, like you said, it's a crapshoot. Might as well take a player who's been in the league as opposed to somebody who um, you don't know anything about. It would have been pick uh, eight. It looks like it would be pick. Jesus Christ. Pick 20. Pick. Um, Pick 20, pick 32, and pick, I don't know, 40-something, maybe 50. Oh, yeah, you gave up way too much. You lost. <laughs> okay. Um, so one more question for you before I kind of just start going through the three drafts themselves. So obviously you took Kenny Walker, like you said, in the Hood League. You took you got him at 103 because Brian panicked at 102. We'll talk about that in a second. But you took Kenny Walker 103 in the Hood draft, and that was the weekend of the draft. So this would have been April whatever or May 1st maybe, whatever that Sunday was. Um, and then you did come back around and take Kenneth Walker in the Deflate These Balls League again at the 102, you know, a couple weeks later. Was there – like I, I have heavily believed in diversification whenever I can help it across my leagues. Did you ever have a second thought about taking Kenny Walker into Dynasty Leagues? Or were you like, I just got to take the best player here? Or did that thought ever cross your mind? Because I, I know it would have crossed mine for sure. Um, <clears throat> no, it did not cross my mind. Mostly because uh, when you look at my running backs in both those leagues, it's um, really top-heavy in the Hidden Oaks one. And then when you look at uh, Deflate These Balls, it's as if I don't even have any. Um, so <laughs> you, you wouldn't say it's heavy at all. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at my team right now, and and prior to the draft, I had Dernis Johnson, Raheem Mostert, Chuba Hubbard, um, Chris Evans, and Marlon Mack. How'd you get um, Captain I dropped a America few guys. on your team? Put in a few, a few uh, calls. Yeah, so then that's kind of why I went draft or heavy there. So, I, I mean, I ended up grabbing Zach Moss off the waivers. Thanks, Walters. Um, but yeah, drafting a couple guys that I feel like have the opportunity to steal reps. Um, Kenneth Walker, obviously he's, um, in a run heavy offense. Um, they're not going to let Drew Locke pass the ball more than twice a game, I think. So, um, that's okay. And then obviously Marlon Mack is kind of an injury concern. So, um, I think I got Damian Pierce in, in just this league, but, um, or just the deflated league, but overall, yeah, I mean, I didn't, it didn't cross my mind too much just because I knew my need was running backs. Sure, sure. All right, and then, we, Josh, you sound like you're dying. All right, we won't go through every I'm, pick here, but going through the three, the three drafts we did have, so I took Brees Hall 101 in the hood draft, right? And then you, you were listening, you were there in the voice chat, Brian seemed, <laughs> I don't know why Brian didn't think I would take Brees Hall, who's the number one consensus running back, but Brian seemed to panic, and he had the second overall pick, and then he used most of his time, if I recall correctly, and then he eventually took Jameson Williams with the second pick, so, um, so as far as like ADP goes, like obviously Jamison Williams, most people are taking him like, you know, second half of the first for sure. And then you pull the trigger on Kenny Walker. Um, but I, is, is that part of the fun of fantasy is just people taking like, like, like when T took Amari Rogers last year in the first round, that was absolutely nuts. But even like, do you think Brian's going to end up regretting that Jamison Williams pick? Or do you think Jamison Williams will end up aging like a fine wine, even if his ADP wasn't anywhere near the 102? Well, his ADP wasn't that high because of his injury. He's probably not going to start the season, right? From what I understand, and right, so that's kind of why he's talking dynasty formats here. Josh this is a long pawn, right? No, that's that's why I'm saying you know his ADP wasn't top half of the first because people want 
you know, they're going to want that production earlier on if they're going to use the one, two on it. I don't think, you know, for a PPR tiered PPR, like we're in, I don't think that that's too bad of a pick. Um, I haven't looked at Brian's team to see what his needs were. Um, but Jamison Williams, I think has been kind of regarded as one of the top talented wide receivers in this draft. So getting him at one, two is, isn't the worst. Um, obviously he's not going to have too much production early on and he's in Detroit. So unless Detroit does something with their quarterback situation, um, it'll be interesting to see, but it's not the worst pick in the world. It is kind of funny that you did do that panic for two minutes, 58 seconds, but, um, yeah. Gotcha. And then, uh, I guess I, I don't need to sit here and brag about all six of my picks. Cause I feel like I got some good players, but again, I had five or six whatever it was top 16 picks so obviously the talent's going to be skewed um but nothing else really crazy happened in the first round now that i'm kind of looking at it here i was able to double tap garrett wilson and trade line oh here's a question for you josh so i ended up taking both Brees hall and garrett wilson so i took two rookie new york jets is that something that would have crossed your mind or again are you just going pure talent and you uh you kind of let let everything else fall where it falls because i took two rookie jets um, I don't know. I think the last time that I remember somebody taking two rookie jets, it's uh, somebody who can't string three words together. Um, okay. And so uh, I'm just kidding, Walters. Love you. Um, but uh, no, I, it doesn't cross. It wouldn't cross my mind, especially because they're different positions. It's a. Uh, I mean, I I, I trotted out three um, Packers at sometimes with uh, Jones. Um, what's his nuts Tunyon and uh Adams so it's not like you know it's unheard of and sure. so it's um it's it's not like you drafted two wide receivers on the same team gotcha or two running backs sure anything okay so I guess do you ha- do you have the draft up or should I not even bother asking you about it I mean I have our draft up yeah okay uh is there anything else kind of here that crosses your mind whether you want to brag about your own picks I mean you got George Pickens there in the third or in the second and then you got your Romeo Romeo where art thou Romeo uh you know in the fourth but um any other teams stick out to you or any other players really fall or uh reach or i guess anything unexpected anything else unexpected in this draft before we move on to bsb um i guess the only thing that kind of sticks out is (laughs) jesus christ josh are you gonna fucking make Um, it pal uh, the only thing that sticks out is kind of, um, I'm hoping it's not damning to me, but uh, Damian Pierce went in the 3-1 in our in this league, um, and I took him in the 1-11 in uh, <laughs> Deflate League. So it, it, it's kind of like, okay, so who's the big brain and who's the smooth brain? Um, other than that, the fact that I see four tight ends that went in this draft, but I have I didn't hear of a single one of the tight ends prior to the NFL draft. Sure. Um, it's just kind of like, huh, I wonder what the needs are for some of these teams. Sure. Um, but. But then the yeah, there's nothing that really sticks out too much. Obviously, like we said, it's a crapshoot. Uh, James Cook in this league, I think, went later than any of the other leagues we we're in, and it was uh, the first draft we had, which is expected. So uh, maybe people hadn't put together that uh, he's um, Delvin Cook's little brother. So, um, but yeah, Ty got uh, T got him in uh, the eleventh pick or tenth, ninth pick, ninth whatever. Pick, yeah. Um. So I mean, that's just right around his ADP on sleeper. Yeah, yeah, we will. We will talk about James Cook specifically in a second. I know I do have a bullet point about him, but I figured we'd get through these drafts first. But it is interesting to see that James Cook went so late the day after the NFL draft, and then in the BSB league he went fifth. I mean, late relative to where else we saw him. And then in the uh, deflate these balls, he went fourth. So James Cook has been rocketing up. And uh, Walters and Eric, if you want to get your James Cook's takes ready, you're welcome to. But we'll talk about him in probably a couple minutes here. Uh, but yeah, I remember I'd, uh, speaking to your point about tight ends before we move on. I 
remember I was sitting there asking in the chat, I was like, don't they, doesn't Arizona still have Zach Ertz until they just re-sign him? And then I think someone else, you or someone else, like, yeah, and they re-signed Max Williams. So I don't, Trey McBride was the kind of top tight end coming out of this class, but again, it's like, I don't, he's the third tight end on that depth chart. So, I mean, that's a two or th- that's a taxi squad ride for sure for sure so i mean i guess if you have no other needs or if you're so desperate at tight end you just need to take in some talent i get it but it's it is an interesting point for sure uh but i'm gonna go and close that page now i'm happy with my draft picks but no one else probably cares about my team so moving on to the bsb league josh uh this one's only a three rounder 12 man i didn't have a single pick so i didn't really care and you traded it like you picked up this team what a couple weeks before the draft like i don't i don't even know if you got this team before the nfl draft i don't remember the timeline no it was not before the nfl draft i think i got it um i mean i have it pulled up i can because I think I got it pretty much right away, right before the draft started. Gotcha. Like our th- this draft started, the, the player draft. Um, so I can't, I'm not going to scroll all the way back. But yeah, um, I got it and I looked at it. Well, I looked at the team before I agreed to it and I was like, huh, okay. This Did this guy die or what, what's going on here? Because um, I don't, I guess I don't, I wasn't too. Um, active in the chat despite being a member of the league right. um, prior to that or in the league chat before that um, so I don't know what happened or why he left but um, I, was, I wasn't I was too upset with his team and then when I saw the picks I was like holy crap what did this guy give away to get get these picks and uh, so it'll be yeah no I'm not too upset about it obviously I would have I tried to move a lot of those picks and um, things I wanted to keep the 1-1 one, one, um, and despite getting 15 different trade offers for it um, but, uh, overall it was a fun experience. I'm happy to be back. Back in the BSB. It's, uh, it's an exciting time. So he took Brees Hall 101 and then he didn't pick again until 11 and 12. Um, nope. You... I picked again at seven. Oh, what? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, sorry. I was just looking in the bottom, right. But of course you will have your own column as well. That makes sense. So you got, you also got the two jets. Okay. So that's interesting. So maybe that's why you're a little more favorable for it. Um, I actually didn't know that I had the two jets. <laughs> you have the two rookie jets just like I do. Um, and James Cook went, went much higher. So that's probably why you were able to get Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson to some people would be the top receiver in this class. Obviously it's, uh, it's interesting. I don't think that you would be pissed because I don't think you would have taken him at seven. But Christian Watson, the rookie wide receiver at NDSU for Green Bay, he went at 106. Would you have considered him all at 107, or do you think that's a pretty heavy reach, just like James Cook at 105? I think it's a pretty heavy reach. I'm not going to lie. Um, when they took him in the NFL draft, I wasn't too happy. Um, but, um, I mean, he has all of the measurables to be a successful wide receiver. It's just that, you know, he was in a run heavy offense. He has some drop concerns, but the drop concerns might be tied into the fact that he only got targeted, you know, seven times a game. Sure. Um, they can use him out of the backfield. He's, I mean, he's, you know, like I said, he's got all the measurables to be talented, but, um, the last few NDSU players that came into the league, um, early or in the, you know, the top two draft pit or top two rounds of the NFL draft. Um, didn't necessarily work out to the, you know, the, the hope, the desire. I mean, Trey Lance is still kind of undetermined, but, um, so it's going to be interesting to see how, (laughs) how, uh, how it goes. But like I've been saying since it happened, Romeo Dobbs, I'm sorry, I pronounced it wrong. It's Romeo Dubs is going to be, uh, the number one wide receiver in this draft class come, uh, you know, February. (laughs) 
if you say so. And then, uh, so again, you talked about, so you have George Pickens in two leagues too, um, and then you took Damian Pierce. I mean, did, do you feel like you reached on Damian Pierce just with that contrast to seeing him go in the third round in the, in the Hidden Oaks League? That's pick 30 versus pick 12, so it's not as crazy necessarily. Or No, it's pick, uh, pick 21 versus pick 12. Excuse me, I don't, want, I don't mean to lie. Um, but, I, I mean, any, any, any buyer's remorse looking at it right now? Or, again, did you, were, were you just desperate for running backs in this league? I mean, I wasn't desperate for running backs at all. Um, with this team here, I have, uh, um, I mean, I got Brees, obviously, CMC, um, Zeke, um, Leonard Fournette. So it's not like my team is, and Tony Pollard, and it's not like the team is struggling that much for running backs. But um, I just looked at the situation. You know, he got drafted to Houston. Houston's kind of in a rebuild mode. They, I mean, Davis Mills is, I think Davis Mills is a real deal. Um, and then they've got Marlon Mack, who has some injury concern, uh, just coming. He didn't uh, have much opportunity to show that he came back from the Achilles. Um, and then they got Rex Baldhead Burkhead um, at uh, kind of their third down back. So I think he has the opportunity to take over snaps. Um, and so, you know, even it's a dynasty league, so it's a long haul. Um, if, if Marlon Mack doesn't work out for whatever reason, or if uh, Rex Burkhead uh, retires to go sell used cars um, at his dad's lot, then... Um, it, you know he's gonna have he's gonna step into a situation where he could be a bell cow. Okay, interesting. Um, anything else about this draft class from the BSB before we move on? Obviously, one thing that sticks out to me, I guess, sorry, not to interrupt you, but like I took Kenny Pickett at pick eleven, whereas Kenny Pickett didn't go here until pick twenty four. Um, I know a lot a lot of people were shitting on this draft class, but if you were gonna take one QB early ish, Kenny Pickett got that first round draft capital. He's going to probably one of the most stable teams in the entire NFL. That's Mike Tomlin. Um, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, Mike Tomlin hasn't had a losing season. You know, Big Ben was a serviceable fantasy um, quarterback always so whether that's scheme or not you can you can argue whether it's you should care more about the scheme versus the talent but uh, anything else to you stick out about this bsb league um, that maybe is surprising or weird or whatever else not really um if i'm being honest uh sure yeah not really all right, I already have deflate these balls up, but if you want to pull it up, this one's a 12-team five round. I don't know why we're doing five rounds in this league. I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's a lot of rounds. I don't know why we do a lot of things in this league. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, Josh, you did. You would have, like... Do you, okay, so you you quote unquote got screwed because you broke the rules, right? Um, I mean, you did technically break the rules, and then I also made someone else move their pick around. Anyways, anywho... Um, you got Kenneth Walker instead at 102 because you got penalized one draft spot. In the end, do you feel like that is a big drop off? What do you What do you feel about the drop off between Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker? Like, is this going to have a big? Um, is like, is this going to have a big impact on your team? You missing that 101, which was Brees Hall versus now taking Kenny Walker instead. I mean, it's it's hard to say. I mean, obviously, Brees Hall had been the consensus 11. Uh, Ken Walker. I mean, he's not a bad player. I think that. Uh, you know, I, and I'm trying not to sound as if it's more of a biased opinion here. Um, but Brees, it's not a PPR league, so it's not going to be like um, they they knocked the one thing that they knocked on Ken Walker's draft position or this ADP in a dynasty league is um, well, he doesn't catch the ball. Well, we're not playing PPR, so I don't need to worry about the PPR points. Um, granted, you know that does get more opportunities for yards, but um, I already mentioned Seattle likes to run the ball. They have, I mean, they tried to shore up their own line a little bit. It's a kind of a shaky quarterback situation. 
Um, Brees Hall is going to have, you know, Zach Wilson and a couple other wide receivers there <coughs> to get targets and stuff. So it, I don't think the drop-off is as big in a standard league as people are considering, um, or as people are saying. But yeah, I mean, it, it sucks to get not get the 1-1. One, one. Um, but at the same time, whatever. I don't... I've I've made my point and argued and you know if our commissioner can't if our commissioner right, can't not, pause the draft on time let's, for a player and get out of drafted then you know oh should we really boy. take everything he has to say in consideration? I, that's I this was not a platform for you to grieve old uh, to for you to air old grievances. I was just curious about how you felt about the drop between one and two there. So let's let's relax. No, 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 it's, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's the biggest concern in a standard league when you're taking you know the top two consensus running backs especially when you see ken walker still as the one two in a dynasty league for ppr sure okay um and then this league like we talked about james cook just moved up between our three drafts so this one he was taken in the fourth pick and again in just one sec here we'll talk about james cook exclusively but drake Longan, Traylon books jameson williams chris olave nothing crazy there here christian watson didn't go until the second round and you were able to get him at the two one um if i'm reading that correctly um well uh looks like you also took damian pierce at 111 in this league so you just all over that damian pierce it looks like if you like a player you'll take him josh i think uh you got kenny walker in both leagues you got or in two leagues you got george pickens in two leagues you have damian pierce in two leagues um do you have christian watson in two leagues or is this did you only get him in the be and the deflate these balls only in this one. Oh man okay interesting um and we we don't have to sit here and go through every pick again i didn't even have a pick in this draft so i don't know that i give a fuck about it um but anything else on this draft board stick out to you kenny pickett went in the first he went at the ninth pick in this draft versus the 24th pick in the bsb so that's a pretty heavy contrast but if you have a need you have a need so yeah that that was kind of a head scratcher just because we are in a one qb league um and so it's it's like well you know you could take the rookie quarterback with hands the size of um gi joe or you could uh or you could take you know a, a chance on like a receiver or somebody that's still on the board um so yeah i i just that was a head scratcher to me um but what do i know my quarterbacks right now are matt ryan and trevor lawrence and uh my team sucks Okay. All right. So we've looked at our three draft classes. Nothing really crazy happening to them. And most other people's drafts have happened. So they don't need to sit here and go over scenarios, or at least between our listeners. I don't think anyone else will be having a rookie draft anytime soon. Um, so now Josh talking exclusively about James Cook. He, for whatever reason, at least on the Reddit sphere, I guess I don't have a lot of conversations in person about it, but we did have it come up in a couple of our leagues. Um, James Cook, looking at just the pure ADP, he looks like he's supposed to be the, I got to count again, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He's supposed to be the eighth player off the board and we saw him go at nine in one league five in another league and four in another league um so do you i mean is it just people desperate for running backs or you've already talked about james cook a bit and erics and walters if you would like to say more than your little chat message you're welcome to raise your hand and i'll call on you once josh is done talking but um what why is james cook so controversial i guess is maybe a better first question why is why, why does everyone seem to have such a strong opinion for or against james cook well, I think it's because it's a piece of trash. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Jesus. Um, um, it's definitely going to be that name recognition. He's he's Delvin Cook's brother. So people, I mean, even the Bills said that's what they, they took that into consideration when they drafted him in the NFL draft. Um, and so thank you, Pat McAfee. Shout out to, to you for um, interviewing the GM to let me know that information. Um, and so it's like, well, okay, they're going into a, kind of a pass heavy. The running back is their quarterback. 
um, offense and um, he's a pass catcher. So his most value is going to come in leagues where it's PPR. Um, and I would say more of a half to full point PPR instead of like the tiered, uh, just because who knows, you know, he'd have to break off for a big one to get more points in, a, in our tiered PPR league. Um, but the dude's 5'11", 190, um, never played a full season, and he wasn't even kind of the focus back until last season at college. He was a four-year Georgia player. Um, so it's not like he's had a full workload. So I don't think he's going to ever be that, you know, three down back. Um, I could be wrong, but I just don't see that, especially with his size. I mean, he had ankle surgery, shoulder injuries, um, hand injuries. Um, he missed, like I said, he didn't ever play a full season. Um, going into a running back or going into a team, like I said, where Josh Allen's the RB one, and then they have Singletary and Moss. Um, and then they like to throw the ball still. So it's, it's kind of like, okay, I mean, different landing spot, maybe talk about him in the end of the first, but um, right after the NFL draft, there were a lot of um, like mocks and everything, having him go in dynasty drafts, like mid twos, uh, mid second round. So I don't know. I just, I feel like with his size, um, not necessarily being the guy at his school um, and then just, you know, the name recognition kind of inflating his value. I wanted to avoid him in the first round at all costs. Yeah, it's very interesting. I, I was just reading one uh, one post or article or whatever it ended up being the other day, and uh, someone was arguing um, like uh, the Bills are like they're. Uh, they, I mean, you could argue maybe it's because they haven't had the running back talent necessarily between Devin Singletary and Zach Moss and whoever else. They did try and target J.D. McKissick earlier um, in the off season, and so a lot of people are reading into that that now <laughs> automatically that James Cook comes on this team, he would get all the J.D. McKissick stats, and I don't know if that's the case because a lot of people are arguing that Buffalo is kind of a down the field passing team um and then when that's not working out josh allen really loves to you know take off with the ball with it on his own two feet and so they're just not much of a dump off team unless it's a you know unless it's a planned screen or it's uh you know the play the play is scheme to go to the running back specifically so it, it's very interesting I, I think to your point kind of what you were saying is the you know that pass catching in full ppr format certainly james cook is more valuable than like james cook in a standard league should probably not going anywhere near the first round maybe not even the second round if you really just think he's going to be that third down pass catching back but everyone's going to have their own opinion and certainly uh the talent in buffalo isn't there so maybe they'll change the scheme maybe they won't who's to say um i can see that eric's or walters didn't raise their hands so just read what they put in chat um walter said his take on james cook he's a buffalo rb eon pretty hot take out of walters there and then um Eric said James Cook will bust this year's draft class is bust city and then he also said Kenny Pickett's hands are smaller than mine (laughs) Uh, so that's hilarious Uh, but yeah those are all our James Cook thoughts a very polarizing player very interesting player Um, but I guess to Eric's point there Josh do you feel like a lot of people were shit on this draft class coming in Um, so kind of our last point about rookies here before we move on talking to Dynasty more in general more broadly do you feel like uh, this 2022 class is more set up to be a class full of busts or disappointments just because everyone's talking about how crappy it is or do you think quarterbacks really dominate the conversation so that's why it didn't go um it wasn't as exciting to most people um i think that it <clears throat> i think the wide receivers are fine i think that there's a lot of depth for like a wide receiver too and um, with the potential for breakout wide receivers in this league we're not going to get the jamar chase or the justin jeffersons in this draft i don't see but um um we have i mean i think that and then the lack of like a 
top tier running back like Jonathan Taylor, um, Zeke, who was the guy last year? Um, Najee, um, <laughs> kind of kind of things like that. It's kind of like a well. Uh, so I think that it's a very kind of middle heavy, which is kind of what we talked about earlier in the year too. So it's going to be um, you wanted the late first, mid early second, mid second picks, and then you'd still get the same value as kind of like the earlier first. It feels like um, maybe not one one or one two, but you know the one three. The the gap between one one and one three is the same as one three to one ten, something like that. Sure. All right. Interesting. All right, so we'll move on then, unless you have any other rookie thoughts. Nah. All right, talk about dynasty strategies in general, Josh. And again, you don't have to give away your secret sauce. And again, at any point, Walters, if you'd like to chime in, you, you can, I guess. Um, and we see Eric's left us, so RIP, but he might listen to the rest of us later. Anyways, Josh, kind of overall dynasty strategies. We're sitting here in our offseason. People can get really antsy. They start looking at trades. Um, some people just hibernate, and they probably delete the app or throw their phone in the ocean or whatever. But for the people who still kind of stay as plugged into football as is possible this time of year, obviously right now OTAs are going on. Um, what are is I mean looking at those players looking at the trading block um yeah is there any kind of buy lows or, or not yeah buy lows or sell highs you're looking at right now maybe it's easier for you to talk about players who aren't on your team um or you guys what is kind of your off season trading strategy do you wait do you want to get them in now before the season starts because obviously you know values can change like for an example if you're going into the draft like draft picks are always increasing in value up until the draft and draft picks are always most valuable like right before the draft or into the draft do you find players are the same like would you rather make a trade now would you rather make a trade like at the beginning of the season or in the season what do you kind of what are your, all your i don't know just your general dynasty thoughts I, I threw a lot at you there but um i guess my general dynasty thoughts when it comes to trading um i i don't necessarily think too much about it i don't mind trading at any point during the season or in the off season it's just uh the value has to be you know it, it has to be a comparable value. So if like I get an offer and it's, you know, seemingly pretty fair for, uh, for me, whatever comes in and, you know, fair for me, meaning, um, fair for the other person as well, I guess, technically, um, then it's, you know, I'd consider it no matter what time of the year. Um, not saying that I'm going to accept it every time of the year. So that might change as a season, you know, we get closer to the season or further, into the season, but uh, it's it's definitely something that I still consider. Whereas, like you said, a lot of I feel like uh, in our maybe not the BSB. I can't speak to that since I just kind of joined that one again. But yep. in the other two leagues of the twenty-two teams that are playing, I think uh, six people pay attention um, year-round. Sure. Um, and so then the other ones are hibernators because I, I definitely toss trades out at the end of the season and in, in, during the summer just to see. And there are still some pending um, since I don't put a time limit on it. So it's kind of funny to watch that. Um, but sure. uh, at the same time, it's annoying because, you know, you do everybody gets into this knowing that it's a year round thing um, and they treat it kind of as a redraft at times, it seems. But no big deal. It's not like it's. I'm not going to write a letter to the president. <laughs> sure. Um, so kind of go, where that that question stemmed from a lot of places, and I really kind of expanded that there. But going back to what my original point was, is there any buy lows or sell highs? And kind of when I was thinking about this question is like, obviously Jonathan Taylor is a young, like he's one of the best dynasty assets to have right now. At the same time, it's almost impossible Usually it's impossible for running backs to repeat their like stellar seasons, right? There's been a couple who can really go back to back or back to back to back that just have, you know, increasingly or, you know, equal stellar, stellar seasons. Um, would it be way too crazy to sell Jonathan Taylor right now? Or 
would you really think about it um, just because his price will probably literally never be higher? I mean, I always, I try to think that, you know, every player is available. Um, and so that's going to be um, something that, you know, not many people feel that way and everybody's going to value players differently based on, you know, their preference. But, you know, Jonathan Taylor with his season last year, his age, his situation, um, obviously he's got talent catching the ball, running, um, that offensive line is only better than it was last year. Um, I would consider it, but I wouldn't consider it for anything less than, you know, two firsts and a solid player or three firsts and a depth player. Uh, I mean, it, people are probably, Walter is probably shaking his head like, that's insane. But that's going to be kind of the going value <laughs> uh, for him in most dynasty leagues uh, that are a little bit more serious, I feel. Sure. Um, on the other side then, so instead of selling high, um, and you said you kind of think every player is available in terms of buying low and maybe you don't want to give away the secret sauce. That's fine. But obviously a lot of players change teams. A lot of situations change. Like looking, this is, this is only in hindsight, right? But last year, Allen Robinson fell off the fucking deep end, right? Like Allen Robinson became a fucking ghost, but if he ends up turning out great this year, kind of revitalizing his career on the Rams, certainly a lot of people would have been saying that last year Allen Robinson would have been a prime buy-low candidate. Um, is there anyone uh, anyone kind of going into this season right now that you're thinking of might be a good buy-low? Obviously, there's no guarantee that they succeed, but like, you know, whether it's someone like a Randall Cobb or, you know, like more of a, a mid-tier, lower-tier player like James Washington or like he went from being buried on the Steelers depth chart to now he's the number three in Dallas, I believe. Just like little, you know, players like that. And maybe you don't can't think of every transaction, but any buy lows you can think of out there that are more intriguing to you or maybe late-round flyers you throw it in a redraft might be a better way to look at it too. Um, I guess, it, I mean, just more of a clumping them all together. The teams, the, the players that change teams are ones that I'd consider. Running backs that change teams um, in the offseason, whether it be through trade, most of them were through free agency, or all of them, I think, were through free agency this offseason. Um, those are the guys that I would consider buying low on uh, just because, you know, if they're changing teams, they, you know, they probably didn't have as much opportunity where they were before. Um, and so the team that signed them signed them for a reason. So, get, you know, tossing something out for them might be worthwhile. Uh, guys that I'm thinking, you know, like Raheem Mostert, uh, Marlon Mack. Um, oh, God, no, I can't even think of the other ones. Those are the only two that I remember. Sure. Well, those are the only two um, running backs in the entire league. Um, um, who's the other guy? Chase Edmonds. Um, you know, guys like Sony Michelle taking the flyer on those or tossing out an offer for those guys might work. Quarterbacks too, like Matt Ryan went from a team that was just abysmal last year to a team that has a little bit more um, talent surrounding him. Um, that's going to be somebody who, you know, in a, in a one QB league might not necessarily be worth trading for um, unless you're, you know, you're able to toss out just a, a depth player for him and, and the guy's de desperate for that kind of position. Um, but yeah, so just, I'd, I'd look for the guys who had changed teams, maybe a sell or a buy low Devonta Adams. A lot of people are saying his production is going to be <laughs> garbage. You're so stupid. Um, <laughs> as a buy low. For Devonte Adams, no, who he's one of the best receivers in the league. Who is saying that? Well, I mean, you know, hey, it's it wouldn't be a bunch of butthurt Packers fans, would it? Is Gerby leading the charge, Josh? Be honest. No, I mean, I I'm in the you know personally, I still think he's a top two wide receiver, not two. Um, and so, 
I I love Devonte. I don't care that he's playing for the Raiders. I think that he's going to have just a stellar of a season because Waller's going to be attracting attention. The car and him have that chemistry from college. Um, so I mean, I, he would be a sell high on mine, but I could see a lot of people offering buy lows for him um, because he's going to a new team. He's got a quarterback that isn't Aaron Rodgers, and so um, a lot of people are saying he's going to be trash this year. And I'm not talking about the Packers subreddit. I'm talking about um, the fantasy leagues. Um, Thank you, Walters. Um, and and so this is just going to be, since it's all said and done now, um, I had tossed out a trade offer to um, foster Devonta Adams for the 1-1. Interesting. And yeah. Yeah, and so he had said, you know, it's con- he, he's work- he was working on a trade for a running back, and if that went through, he would have accepted it. Um, apparently, obviously, that didn't go through. Um, and then I had retracted my trade prior to the draft anyways. Um, but, uh, you know, that was one of the things that I'd sent out there. So, like I said, all players are available if the value is right. Um, and so, yeah. Sure. And then I guess I'd, I we had talked between ourselves um, that this pod didn't have to be that long. We're already at 40 minutes right now, so if you want us to just wrap it up, we can. But I'm just full of questions at this point, and we can we can keep going, or you can stop me whenever you want. But I'm just kind of looking at this, and now I'm looking up and down the sleeper ADP list. What about a player like Corderell Patterson? Like, obviously, his team is changing. Like, he had a pretty good season last year. Like, it, from a fantasy perspective, he did great. Matt Ryan's at a house now. Is that could I mean, I could see people making an argument for buying long. I could see people making an argument for selling high. It's kind of one of these interesting players where it's just so much unknown, like they kind of have it a flash in the pan season. They could do it again. They could be absolute garbage this year. I mean, what do you think about a player like Patterson? I mean, he's in the NFL. That's that's one fact. Very good. Um, he plays for the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, he's aging. He's on a team with a new quarterback. Um, kind of a different, I'm guessing it's going to be a little bit of a different scheme because Matt Ryan and Marcus Mariota are different, uh, players and isn't Ritter the rookie that they drafted. Yep. Um, and so it's, it's kind of like, well, who are we going to get? There's no Kelvin. I guess they didn't have Kelvin Ridley last year either. Um, so it'll be, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Obviously they, they kind of found his, his calling, um, something that I'm sure a lot of, uh, Vikings fans are sitting there just kind of like, we could have been using him like this. Um, but uh it uh definitely you know it he's he's one of those guys like like you said it's interesting it's uh, it'll be interesting to watch him and Debo who's younger um had a little bit uh more production um or consistent production throughout the year um those kind of players it's going to be interesting to see kind of what their value is like going forward because yeah it's it's hard to replicate what that sort of thing because now teams are going to be scheming for it right 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 um all right, Josh. So, one, kind of not necessarily transitioning, but kind of going back to Dynasty. So, if anyone pays attention, kind of to the Dynasty sphere, like people, especially now, starting starting right now, but it's been going on for a couple of years. If you've been paying attention, this 2023 draft class has been talked about. It's just there's so many running backs and so many great prospects and this and that. Like obviously, when a player enters college, you can kind of project when they're going to come into the NFL draft, right? So that's how people can make make those leaps and jumps about how draft classes are going to be great years in advance. Um, um, do you feel like since since the 2023 draft class is now so hyped, is it is it 
pretty much at this point going forward impossible to trade for those 2023 picks especially the high ones or do you think teams will get you know back to being desperate like they always are in the middle of the season if they're competing or what do you what do you think about that because to me it's interesting that i see just like i guess in all the content i watch 2023 has been talked about highly for two years in a row and that's why why i've kind of strategically tried to trade my you know try and get those 2023 picks early before the zeitgeist hit everybody but kind of in your opinion based on what who you follow or what you pay attention to do you feel like those 2023 picks are going to be you know more gold than all the other draft classes kind of before it or do you think it'll be the same it's just a lot of hype right now and then when we're into the season people will be trading them no problem you know i mean aside from you there i think i mean but tricks it's <laughs> i mean like like i've mentioned before it seems like a lot of these uh, a lot of the players or a lot of the guys in the leagues that we're in uh take the off season off and and so it it is difficult to trade picks with player or people um at the same time you know every the value of the picks i think are um for 2023 are definitely going to be a lot higher than other drafts um i read somewhere like if you're going to rank the uh prospect kind of ratings for the 2022 and 2023 draft class uh for running backs at least because it's a running back heavy 2023 right um Brees hall would have been number four or sure. five uh, and so the top five are running backs in 2023 are all expected to be you know like picks one through five um so it's going to be interesting to see kind of um, as the year goes on, what people do, because obviously, you know, a team that has solid running backs, but no wide receivers, they might be a little bit more willing to trade that those picks. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's hard for me to judge just because it's, it's, I've tossed out, you know, offers for picks in the past that, you know, on paper come out to be, okay, relatively even for both sides and get laughed at. And so it's kind of like, eh, okay. Um, everybody values everything differently. No big deal. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see, like you said, because as people panic as the season goes on. Right. Okay. Um, that's it. Yeah, I guess, I guess again, it's like everyone kind of can ingest their own media, right? So for me, I mean, when you, you can kind of get into your own echo chambers, and I won't pretend like I'm part of a bunch of communities. I'm not. I just, you know, read some things or watch some things from certain creators. But, yeah, to me, the hype, like from what I ingest, the hype for 2023 has been crazy and will only continue to get crazier, right? So it's just... I'm not saying my, you know, my experience isn't everyone's experience, but it's just, I just thought it was an interesting kind of thought-provoking question. Will it? How hard will it be to trade for 2023? Is the hype too great, or will uh, will it end up being the same as every other class once contending teams get desperate during the season? Uh, but kind of the last thing we talked about, Josh, kind of the thing that motivated me to even try and get you on the hook for a, a podcast is um, Sleeper released their ADP, and so this would be for startup drafts, and this is for anything after the rookie drafts. So this would be like if you were starting a dynasty league today this is kind of what the last month's worth of drafts have been like and this is kind of the adp they put out they put out in a google doc if you go look at their twitter page you can pull out their adp but so no no surprise to anyone the number one overall player if you were to do a startup draft today is jonathan taylor he's running back one his adp is 1.2 and so we do one qb and ppr is the rankings i'm looking at here jamar chase would be the second pick justin jefferson the third Najee Harris the fourth Christian McCaffrey kind of the fifth player RB3 that one's interesting to me that he's still valued that high obviously the potential is crazy Cooper Cup is six 
Uh, Javante Williams is, or yeah, six. Javante Williams, running back for Denver, is seven. DeAndre Swift is eight. That one's interesting to me. Austin Eckler, nine. Uh, Dalvin Cook still holding on in the top round, ten. Derrick Henry, eleven. And then rounding out what would be the first round for most people in twelve people, because a lot of people do twelve people leagues, is C.D. Lamb. So obviously in one QB leagues, QBs aren't going to be that crazy. The first twelve picks are running backs and wide receivers. Eight running backs, four wide receivers. Um, but kind of the question I was thinking of, Josh. If you were starting a dynasty league today, of course, most people would say they want Jonathan Taylor. But I guess if you couldn't have JT, would you just go down the list, or you know, what would you want to be your top asset if you were starting a dynasty league today? Yeah, I'd probably go down the list on that. Um, it, it seems relatively for PPR, especially, uh, seems relatively accurate. The only ones that um, I'm scratching my head, Javante Williams. I guess I didn't hear too much out of him last year, uh, unless he came on late during the season. Um, and then uh, Austin Eckler, I guess. I mean, I know he's a great running back, but isn't he almost 30, which is kind of that uh, um, death sentence for running backs? Sure. I mean, I think that it's not like the, aren't like him and Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook, aren't they kind of all the same age, maybe within a year or two? But I guess I'm not. That's a complete guess. I have no idea. I mean, if they are, I guess maybe, maybe I just think that um, Eckler looks, I mean, he looks like he's 90. <laughs> His hairline is zero. Well, I mean, he's um, been, but he's bald. It's not like he's ever tried. He's always shaved his head bald. You might be being rude to Eckler right now. Yeah, whatever. What's he gonna do? Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's interesting. Um, you you commented on DeAndre Swift. He was actually like the number two running back last year for PPR leagues. Um, really? Up until like um, he got hurt, I think. So and then he was he was up there. Um, yeah, I mean, overall it. It seems like a pretty accurate list. Uh, Javante is kind of the one question mark that I had, I guess. Um, I'm more interested in kind of later middle rounds. You know, you're you're looking at this and you see Aaron Jones. I guess yes, he's a little bit not older, but you know, he's kind of in that same Del. He was in the Delvin Cook draft class, I think. Um, and he's being drafted after guys like J.K. Dobbins, who didn't play at all last year. Trash. Cam Akers, <laughs> torn Achilles. Trash. Saquon <laughs> Barkley hasn't done anything. Trash. Um, so it's just like, come on now. Show some spec. I think he's at least the 2-1. I mean, I think that's probably an age thing, though, right? Because Aaron Jones is on his second contract where all those other guys are on their rookie deals. Or maybe Saquon is just starting his second deal. I don't, I don't know his age off the top of my head, but I think yeah, like no, age is a heavy factor in Dynasty for sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, I guess I, the reason I reacted so strongly to DeAndre Swift is because, of course, like he's only two years in. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to pretend like he's some old grizzled veteran at this point. But it's just one of those players. It's like obviously he had a lot of dra- like a lot of hype coming into his rookie year, and then he's just kind of been banged up the two years. So like in 2020 in PPR, he ended up being RB 18 by the end of it, and then in 2021, sure he might have started hot or whatever, but he ended up just being you know he was an RB two. He was uh, RB 15 overall in PPR and RB 24 in standard standard and so it's just the reason i it's i don't want to you know i don't want to say his career's over because he's only had two like kind of unlucky years but at the same time that's that's one of those things a lot of people think about is deandre swift really going to be the player people wanted him to be certainly the talent's there but just whether it's happenstance or whatever it's just is he going to be one of those players that just we, we, we had a long conversation about injury prone last year does deandre swift end up being one of those players who one of those players that could have been but never was you know whether it's for injuries or bad luck or whatever else. 
Yeah, no, that's that's a fair point. Um, so I didn't know that the drop off. I know he started off hot last year. That's the only thing because I had him on my team. So when he went down, I'd had nobody left. You were big sad. Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, that was in the redraft league. That never happened. Um, yeah, so I can <laughs> I can see that. Um, but it's like you know, um, Debo Samuel. He's somebody that had injury concerns. Other than his uh, rookie year, I think he played most of the games. Sure. Um, and now, and and now he's you know, twenty seven or something like that. 27 years old and he's wide receiver six on this so it's not like um and so he would be a second round pick at, um 18 or 17 um so he's kind of in that same boat where you know he hasn't necessarily had a full year except for last year so if uh De- if deandre swift being younger and um has that promise if he has a full year um that's probably when i would consider him more of that six seven eight pick um just because you know he's shown that he can do it um but yeah i don't know it's hard to say because injuries you know are weird right all right josh this is kind of one this is kind of the final question i have here who else so obviously we're looking at the top 12 players here of course you're going to want a cornerstone player on your dynasty team of course you're going to have a first round pick it all makes sense uh but i guess at what point do you start reaching or do you feel like at what point do you start kind of going against at least what this adp is showing like do you really want a QB? like would you take a josh allen like do you want one of those absolute stud qbs a josh allen pat mahomes justin herbert or would you even in a one qb dynasty league would you kind of more so punt that to load up on running backs and wide receivers or kind of where do you start find yourself going against the grain what are some dynasty players if you were restarting today what are some dynasty players maybe you would reach on i don't know that's a good question gar thank you for asking um <laughs> You're welcome. i think yeah not not maybe not the qbs in a one qb league um it would have to be you know if i mean josh allen is ADP 16 here. If it was getting closer to like pick 25 or something, he hasn't gone. Definitely going to take him. Um, same with like Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, those guys. Um, I mean, Justin Herbert maybe waiting until like pick 35, um, mid, you know, a third round QB as opposed to a second. Um, that would be fine. Joe Burrow, same situation. Um, you know, if I'm looking at this, I'd rather have Joe Burrow over um, Antonio Gibson or Deontay Johnson. Um, depending on how the rest of the draft shook up. Um, And so Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, kind of another question marks as far as QBs go. Um, I guess when you get down to like the RB 30s, wide receiver 30s in this league, um, I'd, I'd, you know, reach on guys who might be a little bit younger or coming off of situations uh, that aren't necessarily ideal. So guys like... uh, um, well, Damian Pierce, I'd mentioned as the rookie. Um, he's he's later in this draft. Or Kareem Hunt, um, reaching on him a little bit more over oh, some of the guys. You love yourself some Kareem Hunt for sure. Yeah, no, big fan of Kareem Hunt. Um, Allen Robinson, we talked about. Um, you know, guys like that that have shown that they can do it in the league. Reaching reaching over guy um, people who have maybe been a little bit more consistent, but not necessarily consistent at the ADP they're in. Sure. Okay. Well. That's pretty much all I had. Josh wanted to just talk a bunch about Dynasty and just go back and forth a bunch. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we head out? I apologize for coughing so many times. I do think <laughs> I'm dying. 
All right. Well, that's pretty much all we got uh, for people listening. We thank you. Um, we hope you enjoy your spring. We'll be back in June at some point. I don't. I don't know what week it'll be. Maybe it'll, I'll give Josh another two day notice, and then we'll just hop back on. We'll see. Maybe some spicy news comes out. We'll ride the wave of that. But um, yeah, we'll be back monthly until August. I hope everyone stays safe out there, whether it's from the mosquitoes now that they're coming back or whatever else. We got the Discord community if you'd like to join us, um, anchor.fm slash hoodpod or hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. We appreciate everybody, and I'm not going to play the outro song. I'm just going to do a hard cut here. So thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk again in June. If you'd like to chat football, it's, check out the Discord. It's tick season, so spay and neuter your pets. There you go. All right. Thanks, everybody. Deuces. Go pack us.